0: Here's a major concert announcement brought to you by the Metal Hand of God podcast.
1: This was the old sound of one of this generation's most proficient songwriters. Amazing musician and vocalist Aaron Lewis, August 25th, live at the Fillmore, brings his new Outlaw Country Sound. That's right, August 25th at the Fillmore, New Orleans. Circle that date on your calendar. This is one summer concert you're not gonna wanna miss.
0: Incredible! damn, be home.
2: not wear
1: Said to be one of the greatest songwriters. In Our Generation, Aaron Lewis, August 25th, will be performing live on stage at the Fillmore, New Orleans. That's right, New Orleans goes Country, August 25th. Get your tickets at LiveNation.com the NewOrleans.com, or the MHOG podcast website. Click on the links. It'll take you to ticket sales. Aaron Lewis, August 25th. What an amazing announcement! You'll be hard-pressed to find another rock and country show anywhere in Louisiana, like this one, August 25th, at the Fillmore, New Orleans, Aaron Lewis. Podcast in association at the Fillmore New Orleans, working hard to bring you an entire year of amazing concerts. Make sure you go to the MHOG Podcast website. Also check out the Fillmore New Orleans website for ticket sales or go to Live Nation. This concert, Aaron Lewis, you can't miss, August 25th. See you there.
0: Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I'm your host, Wayne. And over in the far reaches of the Netherlands is... The Rum guy. Don't laugh. (laughs) Don't laugh. Don't laugh. (laughs) Um, We're having microphone issues. Or Actually, I am. Every time I speak, there's a fart noise. And I don't understand why. (laughs) And Rum cannot stop laughing. Uh, Today, we have a, a beautiful human coming on the show. Uh, who would probably make fun of me as as we uh, talk because of the <laughs> fart noises. <laughs> Mr. Josh Berger, what's up, dude?
3: Hey, thank you, uh, Optimus Prime. I appreciate that. No problem, uh. no problem.
0: <laughs> you fuckholes. <laughs> oh, that hurts uh. a little inside. Well, at least it's, a
3: good, yeah, it's know, a good laugh. Yeah, you know, it's right, a good laugh. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, I appreciate being part of uh, Skynet. On no, Skype, so.
0: no problem. No problem. We welcome all people, all kinds. Yeah. Oh god, this fucking shit. You know, it's really funny. It's like just the other day when we recorded, we had no problems, and of course, when Josh comes on, it's like every time I say something, it's an exclamation to a fart. <laughs> I wonder, since
2: you had the you know that power outage thing that you had, I wonder if right. it fucked something up. It probably did.
0: I mean, because all this shit was on, so it all probably fucking zapped my crap. Oh, there you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> zapped your crap. And then it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I'm Shut actually gonna. Up. I'm gonna let Rom do most of the talking this episode because this no, is it's, terrible. No, it's won't be as funny. It's annoying me. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's entertaining us and that's well, why yeah i guess yeah, right yeah, 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 sure. fuck off uh yeah but you Ugh. know <laughs> so,
2: well let me get this started how do you two know each other
3: i hate him yes he hates <laughs> me it all started just purely from loathing me
0: yes yes, <laughs> yes.
3: uh no Wayne and i go way the fuck back since uh well i mean did we start at babylon or was uh, it before no, it was that probably
0: before that man probably before that. yeah
3: i mean it's it's probably at least been a decade i want to say yeah, yeah give or take you know and it, it's always just been through like shows and shit like that so music and it yes 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 music mostly that's so cool.
0: that's cool yeah. yeah all right so we got that out of the way we got
3: that i'm just waiting for another fart to come out That's i knew that's why you set it up <laughs> <laughs> like a dry ass question for a wet ass part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. Uh,
2: you're you're
0: still doing music.
3: Yeah, I just not and, doing band uh, shit anymore.
0: He's doing it by himself.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're doing it by yourself, and I think that's really cool. And I heard, uh, I heard the track that Wayne played for me. Man, it was really good.
3: Thank you. Is that the rainy day? I think y'all played it yes. on uh, one of the episodes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was y'all really, played it really good. With... Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, um I, I yeah, that it. was along the side of Project Ascension y'all played it with, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah, I listened to that fucking episode. Um yeah, Rainy Day is a, a track I didn't produce though. M- like most of my beats I actually do with my friend Aaron, who I've been jamming with for like on and off for since I was like eighteen. And I'm old as fuck, so that's like 16 years. And he was, in my be- <laughs> <laughs> he was in my very first band, and I did I did indie rock, and we were like super into like Dredge, Radiohead, and um, fucking at the drive-in and Thursday. So like going the from weekdays. there, yeah, all the weekdays, you know, <laughs> fuck, just not the weekend, you know. Right, you know no, we didn't no, go no. R and B just yet. Uh, <laughs> that's my next step. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fucking. Fat beats and wet farts. You know that's, that's, what, that's, gonna be my next <laughs> that's your next album, right there, dude. That's that's an.
0: If that's not an album title. You know what? You were talking about saying Jab leon versus fucking Optimus Prime. No, yeah, that was the name of this episode. Fat beats oh, and right. wet farts.
3: <laughs> Optimus slime. There we go. That'll, there you go. That'll really <laughs> that'll really ooze on in there with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, man. Like it's it was just a nice journey just to go from like that kind of musical aspect to to being a rapper. Because now, and you know, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed a lot of the people I used to play with. But being on my own is probably one of the most liberating things ever. Because if I fuck up, I can only blame me. You know, it's, right. it's my true. fault. And it's has to be look for a bass player. Yeah, that <laughs> right. too. Right. That too. Right. Or a, or a drummer. There. Or a drummer. Yeah, I mean, I've always had a steady drummer. Like, luckily, I've. I've been fortunate enough to always have somebody there to be like, yes, Josh, I always want to play drums uh, in your band. But a bass player is a lot harder to find. just because, like, I mean. Who wants to be hard the bass to... player? What's that?
0: Who really wants to be the bass player?
3: Right. Who the fuck really wants to be the bass player? Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you're playing, like, faster, heavier music. It's like, all right, so do I get to play with a pick? Or can do I play with my fingers? Do I halftime this part? I'm like, look, just just stand there. Like, he ain't even got to play. That's like my nothing. first just... date.
0: do you play with a pick boy that poor girl wow that was it a hair pick i'm just curious (laughs) well it was she was swedish oh all right yeah so it was a Uh, hair pick hmm. but uh yeah man big difference
2: i mean that's that's a hell of a transition to go from that type of music to to the rap and and r&b scene type thing
3: yeah well i mean it's something i've always enjoyed as a kid like i've always beat on the desk and Throughout like elementary, middle, and high school, I would always rap like Bone Thugs and Tupac for all my friends, and they just were impressed the fact that I can I can do it and do it like so accurate. And especially Bone, Bone was like one of the, like the fast fucking heavy they were. rappers back then. Yeah, yeah so, so they were just they were just happy, and then you know they let me slide with it with N-word every once in a while, just because it was part of the lyric. I'm <laughs> so, <like, laughs> so impressed this white boy can do it, you know, this little fucking Dago white boy. That's fucking But, uh,
0: <laughs> but they, yeah, they, I mean, they let us slide on this show with the N-word every once in a while, too. Well, actually, it's oh, more than once in a it, while. It's like almost sometimes it's a whole episode, so. oh <laughs> too. Was it a hard scene to move into
3: because of any type of barriers like that? Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I prefer to still stay with my old metal scene than to keep trying to dabble in the hip hop scene. It's not that I don't enjoy what other rappers are around here. It's sure. just it's it's just such a hard scene to develop myself into. When knowing the fact that the, a lot of the people that I still fuck with still like a lot of this shit, and if they don't care for it, they still appreciate what I do. You know, right, like sure. I still hear people that are like, Josh, you know, I. Uh, I enjoy the fact you did the metal stuff, but like I can still hear it in your rap shit. And that makes me like you still, you know, that makes me still appreciate your creativity. And so, you know, as long as that draw is still there, I'm going to go wherever that draw is. I don't care what scene it is. But so far, hip hop has not been the scene for me to to dabble in. I don't think that i <laughs> not to sound like a pretentious asshole or anything, but I don't think the world is ready for what I have to offer into that just yet. Like I have to gotcha. find a better way to ease myself into it. And learn their methods and kind of mesh in a little bit better, if that makes sense.
0: I hear you. I yeah, hear you. Your writing style is more along the lines of what you're used to.
3: Right. Avant-garde type shit. Like, this yeah. weird shit. Like, I get that. You know, I still hit heavy and still hit hard. And, like, you're going to feel a little familiarity, but I think it's a little too far out of the way for the, the hip-hop scene. So I'm learning, you know.
0: I think it's brilliant, to be honest with you.
3: Well, thank hey, you. Wayne. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck off! I've been (laughs) farting the whole time.
3: I was waiting on it. Ah,
0: You're an asshole. Oh my god! This this is yeah. It's this. The episode now is gonna be called "Nerds and Turds." Oh my
3: god!
2: Oh. Like, or oh, it could shit. be words
0: and turds. That'd be good too, because it's you know
3: whatever. Or anyway. With the, the hip hop, you know, we could talk about like rap battles and be like, who's got beef and who's got queef. You know, that could. There, be the there you battle.
1: go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I win. I win. Well, uh,
2: who, who are you hearing now that uh, you you're uh, you know when you're turning on the radio when you're when you're when you're listening to this stuff? Who, who are you hearing now that you can go? Oh, I like them, or I don't like them, or what do you see on the scene now? in what you're doing in the kind of air, in the in the genre that you're doing that you can go I, I can dig this but I really I don't really can't get into this is there anybody like that
3: Oh uh, you talking about nationally or locally Uh well let's go both Okay uh locally I've actually not really too fond of uh, like just if you're straight up New Orleans rap because I feel like it's a little oversaturated cuz I've been hearing that shit since I was like You know, in the 90s, you know, like Master P, Mystical, they all did that shit back in the day. But, uh, you you know, it's two very few and far in between. I'm not into like very shallow lyrics, but there's a there's a few rappers in the scene I thoroughly enjoy. K. the Beast is one of them. Uh, He's he's very nerdy, but, you know, he still has some street to him. Uh, And he's I love his lyrics, too. Like he's 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 very clever with it. Uh, I love his beats that he uses. Uh, Camp was another one. Um, i I wish this dude would would pursue what he does more because he's a, he's got a great flow, he's got um, he's got great lyrics. Like I listen to his shit, like it, it's wonderful. I mean, there's other ones too within the scene. I just heard Rob One, uh, he's really good too. It's just my biggest thing. All in all, is like hearing a rapper live. I don't want to hear your fucking entire track while you while you uh, while you rap. You know, I want to hear that separate. I want to hear your own voice, and that's what a lot of rappers do these days. But as far as like the bigger ones go i love i love tyler the creator i love uh kendrick lamar even though you know he's got some weird shit behind him but um i love logic uh he could be a little corny sometimes um you know there's there's also a lot of underground rappers too and uh well i just got into joey badass he's another good one um uh, i
2: with mean, that one yeah I mean, joey badass
3: he's he's a boom bap rapper and he's fucking good the song devastated has been like my fucking jam like every day i gotta put that shit on just to like feel whatever i gotta feel out you know like fuck yeah it's my song I'm about to get my grind on you know like this is i know that sounded white as fuck when i said that but you know that's like that's like the mentality that goes into it you know like sure uh um but you know that's my main thing i don't really care for mumble rappers i don't you know none of that shit really gets gets me going you're know, like lil yachty lil uzi whatever fucking lil little, little out there um I don't really care for all that shit, you know. It does nothing for me. In fact, they fucking ruin any song that they feature themselves on for me. Uh, the thing out.
2: with rap is is with with rap, it's about the lyrics to me. It's always has been.
3: Yeah, and yeah, for uh, sure. And it's a uh,
2: a lot of times. I, I don't get me wrong. I've been a metalhead all my life, and I love my rock, and I love my classic rock and stuff. Uh, classic rock was different for me back in the day because it was there was more story to it. There was more about the lyrics then. Uh, but you got um, you know. Rocks kind of lost a little bit in uh, the importance of lyrics. I mean, they're there, but uh, it's a hard, hard lot of times to get through with the lyrics. You know, it's all about the sound, the the, the music itself, which is good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to say, in the in the in the rap world, the R and B world and stuff, a lot of that is it, it's it's poetry set to a beat. You know, and that's it's kind of a good thing. I like that.
3: Right. But, and uh, boom bap, boom bap is actually the the on the rise again because of people like Logic. Logic has been his album has been number one, I think, for the, the past four albums. Like, he, he's chopped, he's, listen to me, chopped the tarts. Topped the charts. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking uh, a robotic fart from that noise. Uh, but <laughs> that right there. But he's topped the charts. And, you know, that's a great thing. Because, I mean, it's it's something that's, that we've needed, you know. I mean, Eminem has been, like, the only person out there. And I'm, I'm not a fan of him. But I'm also, like, not against him, you know. I just don't like to hear that I'm compared to him. Uh, Cause I'm a white dude or whatever the fuck that may right. be, right? But uh, you know, but he still did his thing when he's out there. It's weird but. how
2: he's changed his thing too. His whole appearance has changed. His whole way he comes across has changed. Because when mean, he, he started, he drugs. was real cocky. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. all cocky and a big fuckhead, you know. And then he got all like, I don't know what he was, what he's coming across as now. But he's 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 changed his demeanor for sure.
3: For yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you still got those other pop rappers too. Sure. Um, You got I mean you got uh Miguel and and of course my least favorite is G Easy. There's I do gets on my fucking nerves to no end. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but like everything he says and does is like fuck boy material and it gets to my nerves. Like there's there's nothing is everything is so shallow and like just I know he's not a mumble rapper, but he's also not a really good rapper either. Like he's I understand that his flow is there, but it's like it's nothing extravagant. Like he's like Jay Z to me. He's like a background rapper. It's like Yeah. Like, yeah, I hear you, but like, what are you doing? You know, I was was
2: never a Jay Z fan.
3: Yeah, like, how the fuck did you get here? Like, who who let you in the door? You know, like, can you please find yourself out the fucking door? You know, we don't need (laughs) you here.
2: I've got. I've. I'm more into reggae tone right now. That's been my thing. I've been listening to a lot of reggae tone.
3: See, a lot of there's a lot of my dancers that uh they're into that shit. So like I look like so I'll hear Jay Balvin and Nicky Jam and shit like that yeah so is that
2: yeah, uh, is that what you mean by that yeah yeah a lot of that uh, you know the fucking uh well, i do a lot of mixing and stuff like that too and uh so a lot of that stuff it, it works for me for what i do you know you know bad bunny and shit like that and i think bad bunny's hysterical to me because he has one tone you know he's got <laughs> absolutely one tone he has no he has no inflection he's the most what? monotone dude in the world but and he's so easy to mix but it's hysterical because what what he does no matter what you're doing you can't help but move to it and you're like fuck I don't want to like you know I don't want to like this guy but I, then I laugh every <laughs> time he starts talking cuz he he sounds like he's part he's he's a little deaf you know he's got that deaf tone to him and I don't know it's funny Like but the, anyway like the I, band I, like what like the part band
0: man. like the band deaf tone
2: yes like the band deaf tone
3: <laughs> oh, so he just he just needs change then, that's all.
2: That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it.
3: And the house of oh. Okay, I'm done with the fucking references. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> but uh very cool. What about you, Wayne? What about me? I don't know. Yeah. I don't want
0: to hear you talk some more. I know you do because you want to hear the <laughs> fart noise. <laughs> you bastard. Oh my god. Gotta hate you people. Why why do I do this? I don't know
2: so uh so you're uh you're you're doing some performing in different places and that right uh
3: yeah i just did twist of line with modern mimes and lotus and stereo and i'm gonna do july 6th we have uh i mean my friend ricky put me on a couple of shows like i was i was gonna take a little break for a little while because i remember wayne and i talked and he was like ready to throw me on i was like ah, I'm, I'm gonna hold off at a minute and then like Fucking! I I noticed Ricky just started doing shows. So I was like, let me just see what these are about right quick. But he's got two Southport Hall shows for me. He's got one July 6th, which is going to be with Cat Bamboo. And I really don't want to miss that because I I really enjoy Cat Bamboo. Mm -hmm. They're like a little math rock band. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, Yeah, and then they got Shambles. So I'm going to see how that goes. And then I'm going to do another one August 2nd with, uh, of course, my friends are playing uh, in Nomad. And they were, like, really pushing me to play this one. I mean, they were like, come on, man. Like, we, we really want to see you on this with us. So I'm going to do a set with them, and I think I might do a Sad boy set because they're all emo bands. So that oh, should be right. pretty <laughs> fucking interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that's another Southport Hall show with, uh, with Ricky shit. So, And then, of course, I'm going to get back with Wayne soon because I, I love playing fucking Babylon. Babylon's, like, one of my favorite dive bars ever in existence. I'm not just saying that because I'm on the show, but, like, I never well, yeah, have no. a bad time there. Never, never. And like every well, it's, time I it's, fuck it.
2: it's a really intimate setting i mean when, when you're doing a, a gig there because it, it isn't a huge place so when no. you're really you're really you're doing you're performing but you're almost at the same time you're pre- performing you're really interacting with the crowd that's there so that's kind of right. cool
3: exactly and it's like me on southport like if i have that same size crowd that's in babylon sitting in front of me at Southport, park like I, it's just so fucking spread out and like it's it's so like distant and everybody's like not there, but like yeah. Babylon, it's like, you got to get close to me. And like, you get really close to me. I get to kiss you on the neck, you know, like that's right. a, that's the opportunity I get, you know. So, Wayne, this is just a cue for you get <laughs> close
0: to me. You know, you know, I will, you know, I'm all right with that. No, I agree with you, no. man, especially like because like, when we always played um, Southport and different places like that, it was kind of like it's it's ridiculous because of the distance from everybody.
3: Right, right, right. It's cool. And,
0: and, you know, I love playing the big show, but it's just like, fuck, man. You, you got, if you got 60 people in that place, it feels like there's three.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's great for space. It's, yeah. as if you can feel the fucking space. You know, it's like the same thing when I play Twist. Like the last, last two shows I played at Twist have been so tough because it's like no matter how much I promote or send out there, it's like, it's just, I don't know if it's just summertime or what, but it's just, it's been so fucking dead. So fucking dead. And that's weird because, like, usually when I play there, there's usually like 50 people just like automatically just coming through, regardless of what band I've ever been in, what band I'm seeing, and it's or whatever might be going on. But, like, you know, I I think just in general, New Orleans is just like summertime. It's just fucking deadness. It's tough
0: because there's so many venues now.
3: That, too. You know, that's something that Tony and I was talking about. He goes, dude, he goes, "There's, there's so many out there and there's so many fucking opening up. And I'm like, yeah. Instead of fucking having more like eighteen or fucking twenty one and over, we need another all ages venue. I
0: agree, one hundred percent.
3: You know, and it, and that's the thing though, like all we had was Cypress, aka the high ground, and that just that, that was, just went to shit.
0: That ain't even there yeah. anymore.
3: No, it's not. I mean, I mean, like that's that's what happens when you trade in owners. I mean, we had Branch. He fucking ran that thing, and he did so well. He did. You know, he did, he did his best. You know, and then there's shit around him that fuck. You know, got fucked up for him and. You know, and there's other people who took over. I mean, I, I worked with uh, with Guido for a little while. He took over right after Katrina. Mm. You know, he did his best for that shit, too. And then I don't know what the fuck happened at the end. I heard uh, one of fucking Branch's lackeys took over and just fucking drove it into the ground. So. Oh,
0: really? I didn't know. I had no idea.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a word. Uh, That's just a buzz, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, I had no idea what happened to that place. I just know it was garbage after a while.
3: Well, wow. I mean, it sucks, you know, but there's always an opportunity to get it back and run. I think that's one thing Ricky's trying to do because yeah. he's he's very adamant about about getting shit back together. And uh, like he's, you know, he's been doing like a lot of um, behind the scenes shit outside of Event Horizon. Like he did my electronic press kit for me, which is super dope. And, uh, you know, with Dead Sea Media, he's he's going to be pushing a lot more. Like he's he let me in on that. I'm not in liberty to discuss at the moment, but well, let's just say like, well,
0: he'll be our guest next week. So I'll, I'll make sure to push him for it.
3: Fucking push it out of him. Come on. Like he's, he's got so much great shit behind him and he's such a great dude. And he like, is. I he's can't awesome. wait, I, I like, like I can't, I can't wait to see what he has else to offer, you know? Right. Other but, than anal. Oh, yeah. Sad. Other than anal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, so, uh, we'll be right back after this message.
4: A brand new store. Amazing collectibles. You need to check out North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles, specializing in all things Funko. Funko Pop Culture. Buy, sell, or trade. North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles is the place for serious collectors. And when they say specializing in all things Funko, they're not kidding. This inventory is massive! So much stuff! So many items at North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. You never know what you're going to find. You may find another gem you were not even looking for. So don't forget to call or stop by North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. Specializing in all things Funko. Located at 1394 Corporate Square Boulevard, Slidell, Louisiana 70458 Or call nine eight five two six five four two seven nine check them out it's funko it's pop culture you can't go wrong funko pop culture
0: one so we're back we're not we're not we left talking about anal now let's get back to the meat of things what's going on with you (laughs) man what are you doing today on your fine day all right. Wait, I'm talking, talking to you, to motherfucker.
3: I know what he's doing. Well, I don't know. Like, I can barely understand one of y'all, motherfucker. Oh, no, it's the robot fart again. That's right. Uh, it's fucking Terminator over there that I can barely understand. You ask me what I'm doing on my day, yes, I have today. to work later on. Yay. So, yeah. And
0: would, would you like to tell everybody what you do?
3: <laughs> oh, God, here we goes. Um, I am a uh, DJ at a strip club. That's, Rick's Cabaret that's is awesome. where I work.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, I did that for a while. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why that's why I brought it up because I knew Rum did it. That's why I was saying.
3: Oh, where'd you work? Uh Classy Cats. Oh man, that just
2: Savannah, Georgia. Georgia.
3: Oh, it sounds like a bunch of fucking forty year old women dancing up there. Hey, but uh You know I... it.
2: No, yeah. it was it was actually pretty good, man. It was it was a nice it was actually one of the only ones for a long time that you didn't have to cross over into South Carolina for, but um it was a good gig, and I did uh, hosted uh, stripping jams up in uh, Pittsburgh when I lived up in there. Uh, did that so we'd have the girls up on stage and the bands on stage, and the it was a, big, a huge stage. Uh, bands would play, and the girls would dance, and the the it was kind of funny to try to get the bands off tempo while the girls were dancing. So <laughs>
0: it was kind of like what live karaoke oh, right. almost, right?
2: Yeah, it was it was it was funny, but yeah, I did that for a long time, real long time
3: enjoyed it. Pretty, it paid well it's pretty interesting though girls dancing like stripping to the band's music yeah I, yeah that, i mean it has to place. be some old school shit really it,
2: it, it packed it man you figure you're going it's it's a weekend there's a bunch of a bunch of people a bunch of guys even women you know they come in like what are we gonna do now let's go watch the band play well let's go watch the band play and the hot girls strip okay let's just combine the evening so you're listening to the band play this this this, uh, club did, uh, drinks and, and, uh, you know, there was a, it was actually a pretty, pretty classy place and it had a uh, I say never eat at a strip club, but they had a nice kitchen. Um, <laughs> uh, but they, the girls were up there dancing and, um, it was just one of those things. Cause every time a band came on stage it was like, you're watching a really dirty music video.
3: Really? Okay. It, it okay, was really, really cool. Here's my main concern though. Mm. Um, were the girls getting tipped girls got
2: there was a uh, they they weren't getting on stage tipped with people coming up to them on there was a. there's a long acrylic box at the edge of the stage and they could come up and put money in the acrylic box you could not put it on the girl
3: oh okay all right well i mean well even then i'm asking this though it's like as long as they're getting tipped what well, is this is going yes. on yes okay, they're
2: okay. getting tipped for definitely Good. getting tipped and they're uh uh they actually uh it was also the same night that they did uh, Amateur Night, mm-hmm. too. So uh, the cover to get in the door was 20 bucks. Band got half. Okay. The girls got five. The door got five. So the girls were getting part of the door as well. Ah. So it was major incentive for the girls. They're not only getting the tips at the top. They don't have to worry about anybody getting fucked up, drunk, and greasing up, you know, trying to touch them. But they're also guaranteed they're going to get part of that door, so it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So there was always a line of girls ready to get up on stage. They were they were ready, you know. So it was it was all right. And then in between the sets, we Mm -hmm. had the other girls, some of the 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 house staff. They get up on there, and then I'm playing the music and introducing them while they're doing the changeout.
3: Okay, word. I mean, that's a fucking really good concept. I mean, like I never never thought about that adding. That along with that, because it, I've always tried to think of more ideas, like how to get more people in and like, you know, get the you know, get more people mm-hmm. to fucking tip, you know, because some people just stand there. It's like a goddamn charity. It's like, no, these girls fucking work their They're ass working. off. I mean, yeah. people don't realize like how uh, technical stripping can be sometimes, So Oh, yeah, it's,
2: it's fucking acrobatic shit.
3: Yeah, like some of these girls do like amazing fucking tricks, like the last dancer I dated, I mean. Regardless, thick and thin, I will sit there and tell. I will tell you to this very day that she she's a damn good dancer. And the tricks that she used to do, I mean, it's like it's it takes a lot out of you. Like the the bruises that she would get from slamming down on the stage or spinning around and like, you know, knocking her fucking hand on the other side of the pole. Like it, you know, you put a lot of uh, a lot of out of your body for that. You know, a lot of the the dancers that I talked to are like above 30. They're like, yeah, I stopped doing pole tricks. Like it, it fucking kills me. Like back whenever you're younger, you know, you can get away with that more. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I, I get that though. Like, uh, to, to be able to fucking sit there and put on a performance and like, of course people want to see live bands. That's the first thing they do whenever they come up to Rick's. They're like, so you guys got live bands here? We're like, no. Like, do you have a burlesque show? No. We're like, okay, well, why is it called Rick's Cabaret? I'm like, cause we're the best fucking strip club on bourbon. You know, we're the nicest fucking one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, well, if you get a
2: chance to, uh, if you if you ever wanted to, if you ever get down, you know, sit down and brainstorm a little bit with it and, and figure out the logistics, it really did work, man. And it was the best, some of the best nights the club's had, was when we mm-hmm. did stripping jams.
0: Let, let's do it at Babylon.
3: <laughs> oh my fucking god! I don't think
2: that's a safe place to do
3: it. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Little, although, uh, unless you it, were although doing be like interesting. little tiny ladies, like like midgets,
0: midgets, maybe. Hey, that would that would even pull more people. <laughs> World's smallest strip club, midget strip Um
3: Dude, no bullshit and barely legal. We actually had like a circus uh tour come through and yeah. it was uh it was this one chick who dressed up as a clown. Her name was like BJ McNaughty and then there was another one called Moxie Sable and she had like a prosthetic third tit.
0: Nice and
3: dude it was it was such a contrast in personalities between these two girls too because they they went on, they they did like a whole entire 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes set. Wow. And, and, uh, the BJ chick or whatever, she didn't do anything extravagant besides like do really dirty stuff on stage. And like, I don't know. She was, she was kind of a bitch, but, but <laughs> as far as, the, I mean, real is real, but Moxie though, the chick with the third tits, she's like, look, when I go up on stage, like you can hype me up. She goes, I want you to make fun of me, talk as much shit as you want. And dude, she went up there and like, she had like this whole fucking light show. She fucking like, did like like uh like ravey type shit. And it wasn't like like cringy at all. It was just tight to look at. Like she had like a big fucking gas mask, and eventually she'll just strip down and there it is, three titties right there on fucking stage. Like <laughs> it's like fucking it's like fucking UFOs landed and this is the fucking gift it gave us, you know? Like
2: Well wasn't that the, the dream of everybody during uh total recall? Total recall, man. Yeah. i <laughs> oh,
3: have you ever watched what is it, uh Paul with yes. uh assignment yes. back shit in? Yes. Third Kit, Nice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. But that's that's a cool gig, man. It is. It pays very well. Like I only have to work four days a week, and I make just as much as I did at my fucking hard labor job. Nice. You know, working five days, working overtime. So, yeah, and I yeah. and my coworkers are fun, cool, and you know, I ain't got nothing to worry about.
2: <laughs> it got me thinking about some of the shit that would happen. Oh, it's fun. I have to. That's another show altogether. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, back oh, to what you guys were saying. Um, you had just mentioned that a lot of uh, new places have been opening up. You know, huh. uh, that's a big contrast to what it was just a couple of years ago. Because so right. uh, I remember us talking about how many places had closed down.
0: Yeah, right after Katrina yeah. when they lost all the other venues. Yeah, and then there was actually only two in Metairie now. There's like five.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially after uh, what was it? Um, what was that fucking area called? Fat City. Uh, Fat City, yeah.
0: That's oh where God, that's where yeah. fucking um the all ages venue was. Yes, yeah, that's Cypress, uh, that's
3: where it was. Okay. Cypress Zeppelins was around there, the bar was around there. Uh there was a Camelot. few other
0: there was a few other little spots around there too. Uh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of the one that was in the like this recessed parking lot that they used. It was it was pretty cool too. We played there a few times.
2: That became a uh a gay club,
0: didn't it? Uh yeah, but it was named after you.
3: They have good taste Yeah Uh. I bet you they do taste
0: good You fucking
3: Wow Okay can you guys please stop talking like that Before I make one of you come on my beard okay (laughs) Hey Wayne Hey Ah
0: Really really The farts the farts I can't help it I don't know what's going on With this fucking microphone
2: Captain Flatulent Yeah, Yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah Um uh, are you familiar uh Josh are you familiar yes. with with a, a rap guy or named Tom
3: McDonald? Yes. Um you, Tom McDonald, you want my opinion on yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do.
0: I'm just curious on what you think of the guy. I I just I happened upon him um uh, like last month or something. I was just curious if if you liked him or what you thought of him?
3: Um I like the fact that he speaks his mind. I like the fact that uh he's got some good good flows to him. Uh, I think the more and more fame gets to him, though, he gets a lot more cringier to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I think he tries so hard to stay to stay edgy with some of the shit. And I mean, I'm like, I'm not trying to knock to dude. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 still good music that he does. But I think he worries about so much what other people say so often. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. You know, you're always gonna have your hater song or whatever else. But like, I feel like that's 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 too. Too much, you know. Like, like we get it. Like, people don't like you, right? But who gives a shit?
2: Fuck them. Who yeah. is this guy, by the way? Is he a local guy? No, 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 no. No,
3: he's a he's a rapper that's blowing up, and he's him and Mac Lethal apparently had like this huge diss thing going on, and uh, you know they they went at each other about different shit back and forth, and as soon as Mac did his diss, uh, Tom made his diss like within 24 hours and dropped it again. And I'm like, you know, that's I don't know if he's just doing it for clout or what. And if he's doing it for clout, that's kind of a turn off for me because it's like, you know, I don't I don't mind that if you actually have a beef with somebody, say something. But it was like some Twitter shit, like apparently Max said something fucked up about him and uh, like saying like, oh, you know, this is this is try hard shit, which I mean, you know, if the truth hurts, you know, I mean, Mm. it is what it is, you know, but don't don't you know, you got to keep pushing it, you know, Just, uh, just just let it sit, let it settle.
0: I was just curious if you, uh, you know, liked him or heard of him. You know, uh, I, I just like I said, I just happened uh, happened upon him about last month sometime. And I, I thought he was interesting.
3: You ever heard of Token? No. Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. Token is so fucking good. He's definitely been one of my, my big, big fucking jams. He's got a few little corny parts here and there. And you can tell he's, he's got a little bit of an Eminem influence. But it's not it's not so far gone to where it's like that's all you hear. Like his shit is it's it's very quick, it's very like flow heavy, and it's it's pretty fucking his videos are badass. I love whoever does his videos does a really, really, really good job um, but I highly recommend it, man like listen to Treehouse or household name
0: okay, I'm gonna check that
2: out have you uh, have you done any videos or anything?
3: I've done one. I got my video for I don't know okay yeah and, and I'm about to do a second video for the one you guys played for me. oh okay cool yeah so i've been i've been talking with the with an actress and we're gonna we're gonna work together on this and i have a different film crew nothing against Jorge or anything it's just uh or crespo it's just i want to try a different route but this time though we're i'm a i'm actually gonna map out the story for this and map out most of the scenes i let crespo just kind of like fucking go balls to the walls with it and i love his imagery but none of it fucking made sense uh but it was, it was just you know it was just pleasing to see, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that uh, was great. But I think he he said he definitely set a certain tone for that, and I, I do enjoy that though. Like it's, it's for my first music video, it's probably ever I mean ever ever in existence. It's probably definitely one of the fucking dopest choices I've ever made, and I'm still gonna be working with Crespo afterwards. There's no doubt. Yeah, um, that's cool. But uh, but no, this one is a, a film student. She goes to I think U N O. Um, it's this girl Amy I met at this cafe that I go to all the time and she's like you know if you're ever interested and like I like her work and you know I asked her all the shit we can do and uh, so she's she's interested in it and you know I want to do something for rainy day I want to take a serious approach that would on my be next awesome. one such a good song <laughs> yeah 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 It's it's got and I mean it's got like a, a lot of emotional weight for me on that one too because it you know it of course you know me if anything cathartic that i put out there i feel like it, it can be really uh said you know on uh, i guess felt on a certain level and that song to me it had dealt with a fucking a really back and forth like really weird relationship that i had for like the past four months and uh that one word for word is like everything that i went through with that so nice. you know, I mean, i'm not trying to sound like one of those fucking the guys are like oh my heart's broken or anything it's just it was just one of the things that was just a trial and error. It's you just know, what like you can, went through, man, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, so and, I think and it's I'll,
2: a great idea that you're you're gonna be more part of the you know scripting that video out would be a great idea for you to do that way you're yeah you're actually a part of it because a lot of times, which I always found weird, a lot of times and you'll see it even on like mainstream videos and stuff, the artist had an idea for their song, but that's that idea is not really translated well with the visuals that are coming across in a video
3: at all. Right, right, and that's that's where I don't know came into play with that. Like the visuals in the song didn't really match up per se, because I have other songs that would have matched up with uh, with Crespo and, and the darkness that he gave there, and it wouldn't have mattered, you know, like if, if it was like off the wall shit. Uh, but as far as this one goes, like we have a house that we're gonna do. I'm even I'm even considering doing a therapy session in cool. it with me and the uh, the other person, oh. and then uh, I was gonna have my good friend fucking Justin Perez, who's been amazing to me. Like, he's done so much fucking help and work behind the scenes for me. Um, and he's that, an incredible uh, I was drum, have by him... the way. Oh, Justin's fucking amazing. He's a goddamn but drum machine. You. He's a goddamn drum machine. And uh, I want I want him to possibly be a therapist uh, in one of the scenes, though. But, um, but you know, all in all, like, you're, you're going to see within the video a lot of things that are actually taking place that happened in um you know there of course there's gonna be some overdramatics just for the sake of the video uh which i don't want to go into detail just yet because I'd, I'd rather just it happened in the video and you guys be like what the fuck you know yeah, that'd uh, be
0: awesome I'm, I'm excited to see it
3: yeah me too
0: <laughs> uh all right well i have a question sure how do you feel about die onward
3: ant's word? Yeah. Uh, if Ninja would stop rapping, that'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> <but it's>, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, you know, just throw the whole rapper away, you know, and get a new one. Um, but I love, love Yolandi. She is, she is so precious. Her and that little mullet. And I love her voice. <laughs> it, her voice is so fucking good. She well... is, she is, she is the most adorable White trash I've ever seen in my entire she's, life.
2: She's like a little anime character.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, she? pretty much. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, like, like I,
0: the reason I love her uh, voice. The reason I bring that up is because uh, we're gonna go into our uh, commercial for Die Outward at the Fillmore. The middle
1: hand of God is crowned to announce a major concert event brought to you by. The Fillmore New Orleans Legendary Concert, Bend.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, South African hip hop legends, Dar Atwood. Only at the Fillmore New Orleans. Incredible. September 26th. MHOG Podcast. Oh my god! One of the most interesting concert experiences you will have all year long. Brought to you by the Fillmore New Orleans. And the Metalhead of God. September 26th, be there, get your tickets, before this is all sold out. Cool! What an amazing stage performance you will witness, from a band that has sparked controversy all over the world. Get those tickets at LiveNation.com. The or, new or go to the Metal Hand of God Podcast. That's the M H O G Podcast.com. Click on the links, it will take you to ticket sales. September 26th. Be there. Yeah. Ah. <laughs>
0: So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is our Die word or Die word or Die word whatever you want to call them, promo. Wow. Yeah. You are the man of names. I Can am. I can't get any name right. At least I got Josh's <laughs> name right. That was easy.
2: You're like my granddad. He didn't know anybody's name. He just called everybody Fred.
0: Yeah, I remember, you, t- I remember you telling That's
2: that what story. That's I call lizards. Yeah. What? That's
3: what I call lizards. Lizards are Freds
2: to me. Seriously. Okay. Well, I... He, he, he was uh, he had a very broken accent so instead of learning everybody's name and, and and ruining his name or ruining their names he called everybody Fred so it was it was very funny so everybody was Fred Hey, Fred turned around everybody turned around and then he just point so okay <laughs> <laughs> it worked
3: as long as it was efficient in some way
2: it was it, it was it was it worked but anyway yeah, so yeah. that was cool. We got the uh we got that commercial for them and uh man there's a lot going on at the Fillmore this year. There is. Hey. summer is huge
3: there. I think I got rid yeah, of the man. fart noise. If, if I can totally uh play there someday, that'd be great. So if you guys got any connection with that, you know of would be uh,
0: super we do. uh We are, yeah. affili- we we are affiliated with those guys, so I'll see what I can do.
3: Yeah, well they had that Ghost Main show, I think that was there and oh no, yeah. no, that was a Joy Theater. It wasn't Fillmore that was joy I was, That was joy. Was joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah because i tried to get on with dan helfer's and i mean i knew him from back in like agrifate days nice. but uh but like i was trying to get in on that show but i think the whole show was filled up already
0: Probably. and i mean i'm not
3: really like, a huge fan of ghost mane but i respect like what he does i mean i know it's like the dark metal rapper type shit like suicide boys right but at least yeah. it would have been
0: a good exposure too
3: yeah yeah great exposure and it's just something interesting to do like i mean i ain't gotta like you know, every artist I play with, that's like back with when I played metal bands, you know, I didn't always like the the music, but, you know, doesn't mean it I can't appreciate. Show. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and I can't yeah. Not like I can't appreciate what they do, you know. Right.
2: Well, there's a like I said, they have a, a quite an eclectic mix of people to travel through that venue. So, yeah, I uh, mean, we
0: got a Mono Marth coming, um, Tenacious D, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, I can't even remember all the fucking people. Oh, my the God. List. So uh, oh. uh,
3: In This Moment, yeah, uh, yeah, the whole tour one. there. Dude, stone Temple pilots. Like, yes. how the, Who the fuck did they have singing for him? I have you no lost idea. vocalist. I don't know. The guy, the
2: guy that they got singing for that band. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go onto YouTube, you're gonna you you can find this guy. Um, the band was funny enough. The band was at a uh, at a bar, and they heard this. Uh, they were just, you know, at a bar, typical night. Random bands are playing. This band was on stage, and uh, they. Uh, they were sitting there having their conversation, listening to this band. They were good, you know, just weren't paying much attention. And then the guys didn't even know that the other guys from the band were there. Mm-hmm. The guys were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do a cover right now. Uh, it's one of our favorite songs." They did a cover of "Interstate Love Song."
3: Oh Lord,
2: and that's the, a great uh, song. It is a good song. And the uh, the guys in the band were like, "Oh, well, no, hold on, we gotta hear this. He's gonna butcher this. This guy sounds like..." Like them when they first started. He oh, had So
3: he had like exactly. this, that one of those, yeah. He was yeah. a yarler. That's what they oh call my, it, yarling.
2: Mark, my God, this guy could have been him. It was. It could have been Scott right off the bat, and uh, without the drugs. And they're like, oh my God, we gotta, we gotta get this guy because uh, the conversation the band was having at the table was, how are we gonna keep going on?
0: You yeah, because, I mean, we
3: figure both, this your, out.
0: both your singers are dead.
2: Yeah, how are we going to do this?
3: Yeah, and, and Chester uh, was such a good fucking singer. Like, even in replacement as, as STP, I was, like, shocked. Like, I give you he, he I was, give you that,
0: man. I, I really, you know, he was very um, underappreciated as a singer, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know he was in a big band and all that, but, like, I, I, get, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, when his death, his death actually fucked me up. Not only did he die around the same time, one of my really good friends passed away, but like he, his, his approach on everything—I don't care how simple it was—but his cathartic approach on all of his lyrics was so fucking like it hit me hard. So yeah. like when he passed away, it's like I felt like all my fucking years of listening to his music, especially like uh, what is it? What I've done? Yeah. Like that, like that right there is like my entire fucking like life in a, in a fucking song because all the shit that he says in there, it's like you know try to remember the best times when i finally fucking pass away. Yeah. You know and and here it is. He finally passes away and we're, you know, this is this is what he left it for, you know. This is this is his reason behind it all.
0: Super sad, dude. Super sad to li- le- to think that guys like him and um uh well, Soundgarden singer uh, Chris, tra- Carnell. Chris Cornell Chris Cornell drawing a blank. Yeah. yeah. would would take their own lives, man. It just sucks.
3: I don't believe they did.
0: You I don't believe think there's so? some fucking bullshit behind it? You think there was some shit behind it? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I think it was a little, a little mysterious well, too. Especially when well, they were fighting so
3: uh, sex trafficking.
0: I saw that. I read that. Yeah, yeah.
3: And that's a very dangerous thing to fuck with because they 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 have some mob mafia type shit. Because working in a strip club, you get to learn about all that and right. the things that they do to these girls and the people around them is so fucked up. Like seriously, fucked up. Like, I mean, and this is shit you don't hear, you know, you, you hear, you hear more about shit about whatever Trump's stupid shit he says, Yeah. or, you know, or fucking whatever other dumb shit about cops shooting people. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying none of that is relevant, but the things that happen and happens in sex trafficking is so much more fucked up. Like, it's not just girls, you know, there's, there's guys that get into this shit too. You know, little boys get fucking picked up, but the things they do to these people, like they threaten and kill their fucking family. They'll fucking like constantly have these people just trapped up in these fucking holes, these really shitty fucking lives and tortured and beaten and fucking raped like 40 to 50 times a day. Like that's not an exaggeration. Like this is the shit they have to go through, you mm-hmm. know, constantly. It's so like, right. So like you got Chris Carnell and fucking, you know, uh, Chester Bennington, people who already have a big name putting forth out this 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 massive message of like, yo, we have to be aware of this. So the first thing they want to do is like silence them. And, you yeah. know, you're sitting there thinking, like, these scummy people are, like, these low-lives. But these are, like, very high-end rich motherfuckers who pay for this kind of shit. Yeah,
0: and they just take whatever they want, and they can do whatever they want because they have so much money.
3: Right. They're fucking complete scumbags. So, of course, you know, they're going to do these kinds of things. And the moment they hear this one person or these two people, big names, trying to fucking, like, call out against it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to start swinging back. And they're going to swing back hard, you totally. know. You know, it's just like Michael Jackson is... I don't believe everything that Jackson did was was uh was true. I mean, all all that whole kid shit, I don't believe any of that. You can't kill a pop star right away. Something that big? No, you, know, you got to kill his reputation, then you kill him slowly. And that's exactly huh. what they did to him.
2: That's a good view. That's that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like I like I'm either or on that situation. Like I don't know what to believe. I mean, I watched the fucking documentaries. I've watched the fucking, you know, all that other shit. It's hard to believe any of it. It really is. But you know, people are going to believe what side they want to believe on.
2: Suffice to say, though, he, he was born and raised in a very bizarre, weird situation. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, that type of situation, one way or another, makes for a weird person. And he was a kind of a weird dude.
0: He was a very weird dude. You know?
2: But, I mean, ex- being eccentric doesn't make you anything else but eccentric.
0: But sleeping so. in a bed with 12-year-old, 10-year-old kids is kind of fucked up, too. That especially that
3: they're not your own that, that,
0: that, that are not your children yeah that's what I. That, well that's true that's, that's true the weird but part, i mean you know? but
2: when you have probably a mental status of about the same amount true i mean he wasn't he wasn't he was a great talent but he always had talent but yeah. mentally i think he his, was a his mind shut off when he was was a kid
0: yeah that's possible
2: i mean that you know we you see that every day there's a. You know, he he had the money, he had the family, he had the fame that uh, he didn't have to be uh, diagnosed to being, you know, any type of uh, mental disease or mental illness. He just was Michael Jackson. Everybody was okay with that. And that's that's what was expected of him to be, just to be Michael Jackson.
3: You know, everybody created for him. Yeah. I I think probably what, I mean, if we have to go from the aspect that he probably isn't a creep, the only thing I can think of for him ever wanting that around is because the fact that adults could be so fucked up and so dark. I mean this it's is true. the way I feel, I feel I feel this way about kids like I love kids because every time you see one of them it's like they don't they're not judging you they're not they're not like uh, they're, they're still living who they are as a person they're not they haven't been beaten down they haven't been told a certain way how to live their life they're free and you know and to me like growing up and I'm sure Jackson feels the same way like I didn't have that opportunity so like when I look at them it's like they're fucking awesome you know like you, you get to be whoever you want to be you don't have to be pushed into this corner. I hope nobody fucking hurts you. I hope nobody takes away the innocence that you are, you know. But as you get older, it's going to happen to you, you know. And that's the shitty part. Yeah. And that's and I think that's probably what Jackson had to deal with as a kid. He didn't have that. He he was thrown straight into adulthood. He oh, yeah. He, yeah, was he was had basically
0: no, no base,
3: basically tortured
2: for uh, for his talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. His,
2: his, his father, his mother, his his those siblings every day. You're talking eight hours a day. Practice, practice, practice. And it wasn't just over practicing our instruments. It was rigorous. No life. This is what you do. Screamed at, you're going to get on stage. You're going to make us money. You're going to be famous. And it worked. But in the same sense, they lost so much of themselves. I mean, look at his brothers and sisters. They're in in different degrees, just as fucked up as he is. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Janet Janet even says that, too. uh, Janet says in an interview, it's like, my brother died, but they did it to him. Yeah. You know, she kept saying, like, them, they, you know? Like, she's talking about, like, some hidden fucking forces, and I believe that, too, because if you think about every positive, imagine how positive fucking Jackson was. Think about all the shit that he spoke of. Like he He never came off as, like, okay, the weekend to me is, like, the new Michael Jackson. But he's like the fuck boy version. He says all like the most most sinful shit, the most negative shit possible. And like, you know, uh, you know, with debauchery and drugs and everything else. But you had Jackson, on the other hand, talking about, you know, start with the man in the mirror. That was that was one of my fucking biggest songs from him. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about working on you. You know, quit pointing the finger at everyone else. Work on yourself. You are the problem here. If you're having issues in life, you need to work it out with you first. You know, you, you,
2: was he talking about other people or was that referring to
3: himself? It was a, a mixture of both because you have to imagine this, though. Like you, you can't sit here and go, my life sucks because of everybody else. Your life sucks because of you. You make your own reality. You make your own place. You make your own world. Right. You need to put out the optimism. You, you need to find your silver linings in all these dark clouds. They're going to be dark clouds in your life, but you need to know where they're at. You know, you need to you need to recognize them and be happy. The fact that you're there and you're not here, you yeah. know, um, I'm sorry, you're here and you're not there. That's the other way around. But I got you. But you have all these positive influences throughout everything. I mean, you had John Lennon, you had Bob Marley. Um, you had Tupac. Oh, I and mean, Tupac's one of the people who, who preached hardly against, uh, Illuminati. Caluminati was like one of his fucking songs mm. from Machiavelli. You know, one of his, his alter egos that he put out right before he quote unquote died or disappeared or whatever the fuck happened. Um, but you know, you, you have all these, these positive influences. And here Jackson, you can't throw him out that way. You can't just be like, kill the motherfucker. You gotta kill his reputation. You gotta make everybody feel like whatever he said was fucked up to begin with. You know? And so, there's like,
2: still uh there's still some uh radio stations
0: and people out there that, that won't play his
3: yeah, music. They are not play his music, yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean you have that I mean you got people like fucking R. Kelly and um
0: Right, pissing on kids you know, and doing weird p- shit.
3: Yeah, doing weird shit, fucked up shit, you know, and like he still gets played on the fucking radio.
0: And he's putting out you know? music every day, you know? Still making right. money.
3: Yeah, there's another guy. Chris Brown. Chris Brown beat the fuck out of Rihanna, and he still gets his shit played. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's some bullshit, you know? dude. Well, look, you know, to, to keep on another positive note, um, we'll, we're going to play a segment here that will give everybody a uplifting feel to their life. Um, you know, it, it, it's on. This man has more uh, quotes and sayings than anybody you will ever know, and it always, always helps somebody they out just, somewhere.
2: They, they do. They change lives.
0: So here you go, guys, ladies and gentlemen, the man of a billion sayings. Hey there. You
1: ever at a loss for words? You don't know what to say? Need a little. Pick me up for a little pep to get you through your day. Well, let me tell you something. I know a man who knows exactly what to say. A man, a man, with a a man with a billion, 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 billion. Say, 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 say,
0: like a gnat on the head of a dick.
1: Join us next time for some profound wisdom from the man with a billion million, million, a million, a million sayings. Alright, I hope you like that little nugget of wisdom. And now back, back to the guys at the MHOG Podcast.
0: And there you go. A saying that will, like, help everyone. I just, you know, I don't know what it means.
2: I think
3: I think our guest is inspired right now to write a song about I think him. he is. And, and yeah, it, I cried. I cried when I heard it. Like, I immediately just broke down into tears. And, I, and, and I
0: think that would be a great album title.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. See, In fact, I'm going to have a whole entire concept album. Just from that quote.
0: See, I knew it. I knew it. And, huh? and I, I'm glad you were part of this.
3: I'm going to name my first kid after that. Like, straight up. <laughs> Richard.
0: Or Nat. <laughs> Look, Nat. Nat, baby, come
3: here. Come you little dickhead. Oh,
0: shit. Uh, well, Josh, we appreciate yes. you coming on the show, man. It was really fun to have you on. And you got to do it again. You got to come back. I don't care when. Absolutely. We can do whatever you want to do. Come on. Maybe we'll have you on and throw some of your tunes on at the same time or some shit. We'll do something like that. That'd be fun. Um, Absolutely. uh, But tell all these fine, upstanding individuals that were just moved by the man with big billion sayings where they can find Mm -hmm. your music, where they can contact you, all that good shit.
3: All right. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, and... So like a missing one somewhere? Oh, YouTube. I'm sorry. Uh, all you have to do is type in Jab Jablone, J A B L E O N E, and you'll be able to find me uh, a- anywhere. Uh, SoundCloud has all of my tracks. YouTube just has my music video. You're more than welcome to check it out. Facebook keeps you updated with everything, and Instagram, well, you get to have cute pics of me. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Thanks.
3: Um, But yeah you can find me all on those Jab Leon and uh, I'd love to have A few more followers hopefully uh, this gets It out there and I appreciate you guys for having me on here
0: Fuck yeah dude of course man Uh, We had a blast So uh, anyway that ends our Amazing fart filled episode And uh, See there you go
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking mechanical meat queefs over here Yeah
0: sorry man I apologize for all The farting I don't know what the hell's going on Digestive problems I guess um, but again, guys, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy, and that gentleman over there is Josh Burger, Jab Leon. Whatever.
3: <laughs> what, what the fuck, ever.
0: Whatever. Whatever. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to
3: keep it, keep it, keep it, middle,
0: oh, Really, you have to do that after all the farting on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: M.A. Top G's a creep and leave me staying You ain't as golden dust, bitch Stay in your lane